What's up, friends? Welcome to Such a Time as This. Every other week, we share an honest, insightful conversation to empower you to step into God's calling in your life. I'm your host, Katherine Henry. Now let's get to today's show. Welcome back to Such a Time as This. It has been a hot second. I think it's been almost a year since my last podcast, um, and I'm really excited um, a much needed break with the pandemic and all the craziness of 2020. Um, but we're back and we're back with a guest who's actually been on the show before. Um, so hi, Olivia. Hello. I'm excited <laughs> to be back. Yes. Olivia was on episode two and that would have been in April 2020. So yeah, when I was in New Orleans, <laughs> quarantining with my family. Yeah. Um, ready because of the pandemic. Yeah, and we're back this time. First in-person interview. And so I'm here with Olivia and her husband, Daniel, and we've been hiking in Boulder. Um, I recently moved to Boulder. I'll probably talk about that in another episode because that's a whole thing. But um, so we're excited to have Olivia on. And today we are going to talk about Sabbath. Um, So specifically for this podcast, Liv, when was a time you stepped into God's calling on your life in terms of Sabbath? Yeah. Honestly, I think Sabbath in many ways allows me to step into God's calling on my life because it is, um, and even as I say that, I know for a lot of listeners, the idea of Sabbath can um, feel really vague. And so even saying that, they might be like, okay, so you go to church on Sundays and somehow that helps you step into God's calling. And while there's a little bit of truth to that, Mm -hmm. it's also a lot more than that. But um, as a result of sabbathing which is i i like using it <laughs> me <right>? too <laughs> personally um but as a result of sabbathing of resting of doing the things that i'm sure we're going to get into today um i've been able to better listen to god better discern what god is calling me to on a daily basis as well as on um i think a a bigger picture scale and so in some ways like sabbath starting to sabbath was um, being obedient to what God was calling me to. But I think also by Sabbathing, I am able to step into what else God calls me to. Mm-hmm. More aware of his presence, mm-hmm. more of his leadings. Um, yep. I would agree with all of that. Um, so let's dive in because there's probably a lot of people listening who have never practiced Sabbath. They think mm-hmm. of Sabbath and they think of the Jewish laws. They mm-hmm. think of um, Old Testament times. And obviously we're not living in those times anymore. So let's just start with the basics. What is Sabbath? Um, and yeah, let's just start with that. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to start with the verse that actually got me learning about Sabbath. Because I have only been practicing Sabbath for I don't know, maybe a year, year and a half. Mm -hmm. Um, So really not that long. Um, But it was because I came across um, Exodus 31, 13. um, And it says, say to the Israelites, you must observe my Sabbaths. This will be a sign between me and you for the generations to come. So you may know that I am the Lord who makes you holy. And, you know, I love uh, getting into scripture, breaking (laughs) things down. Um, But so I... I noticed in that verse that it actually, it doesn't say you must observe my Sabbaths so that you're well rested. Mm. And I, that's how I think of Sabbath or how I thought of Sabbath was Sabbath is just about rest. And so reading that you have to observe God's Sabbath and it will be a sign 
between God and the Israelites for the generations to come so that they may know that he is the Lord who makes them holy. Holy, you know, in a simplified definition can be mean set apart. Mm -hmm. And so it was reading that verse that made me realize there must be something more to Sabbath that I don't understand um, because resting doesn't communicate to me that God is the Lord who makes me holy. Um, and so Sabbath, Sabbath is a once a week, 24 hour period um, where you step away from work. Now that doesn't only mean work that you get paid for, mm -hmm. but any type of work. And so for the Israelites, God didn't allow them to cook on the Sabbath. In fact, he didn't even allow them to go out of their tents to collect uh, food. Mm -hmm. And so it was for them a really, um, not restrictive, but actually, um, well, restful time where he's trying to help them understand that he is providing for them because on what's oh, God is just so cool. <laughs> um, so this, like it started during the time when they're wandering in the wilderness, that's when he gives them all, all these laws. And on the sixth day, God would give them double the portion of manna so that they could collect that and not have to go out for manna on the seventh day. Mm -hmm. And so he's providing for them and caring for them and allowing them the space to be able to rest, but also to reflect on his provision, mm. which is just beautiful. And so, you know, reflecting on his provision, knowing that he's the one who cares for them, is that so that you may know that I am the Lord, but then also the idea that they are a people set apart for his purposes. And so he has called this nation of the Israelites to be his unique ambassadors and message bearers to the world to bless all the nations. And so Sabbath is really this just gorgeous reminder of those truths. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. And for y'all who are listening, I just said y'all. I love it. I always say y'all. <laughs> We're from Iowa, not Texas. Anyway, um, who maybe are a little overwhelmed by the Old Testament and maybe think it's mm -hmm. not applicable, it doesn't have value. I think that is a really good testament to why it's important to go back to those scriptures because they're not only beneficial in the sense of knowing more about God, but they kind of line up like what God wants for us now, even post Old Testament times. Um, Absolutely. So I'm going to read a bit. So I learned about Sabbath through John Mark Comer's book, Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. For those of you who don't know him, he's a pastor at a church in Portland, Oregon. Um, and he wrote a book called, um, yeah, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. And he kind of goes through these practices that can help us be more aware to God's presence mm -hmm. in our day and in our lives. And from what you're saying, Liv, that's really what Sabbath is about. Mm -hmm. Being more present to ourselves and God and what he's laid out for us, our calling. Mm -hmm. um, so John Mark says, the word Sabbath comes to us from the Hebrew word Shabbat, which literally means to stop. Mm -hmm. Sabbath is a simply a day to stop, stop working, stop wanting, stop worrying, and stop. Um and he goes on to say, but Sabbath is more than just a day. It's a way of being in the world. It's a spirit of restfulness that comes from abiding, from living in the Father's loving presence all week long. Mm. So before we get into some of the logistics of Sabbath and what it looks like and why we practice it as Christians, um, I'm curious, Liv, how has the practice of Sabbath helped improve maybe your relationships with God, your relationship with others? Um, your ministry, um, and just um, your quality of life in general. 
Yeah. <laughs> so is now a good time for me to share a little bit about my journey with yeah, Sabbath? Yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah. Okay. Because it has, I mean, it's definitely developed. Um, so I, when I first started to understand Sabbath was like, okay, so I'm not going to do anything that feels like work for mm-hmm. 24 hours and I'm going to go to church and like, I don't know, maybe read my Bible extra. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, <laughs> I'm like trying to figure out what, it, what does it look like? And so it seems to me based on that verse I read, Exodus 31, 13, that there should be some extra reflection on who God is, mm-hmm. um, that maybe I should spend some extended time with him. Um, and also that I should not do anything to provide for myself. So that's where I started. Um, and it was good. It, it was healthy. It was helpful. Um, I, yeah, just felt like I could rest without any pressure or guilt. Um, and cause you know, (laughs) Kat and I have been talking a lot about the Enneagram today and, (laughs) Fours, fives, and nines. Fun fact about the Enneagram, a little tangent, are doing repressed. I'm a four, so I am doing repressed. And so sometimes I feel a little guilty about being lazy and not doing anything. Uh, and so on Sabbath, I felt like, okay, I don't have to feel guilty about that. So that was that was my starting point. Um, and then I, not long after I started looking into Sabbath, got married um, and my husband rocks and he also <laughs> loves to learn and learn about the Bible. And so we talk a lot about theology and applied theology. Um, and so we started looking into Sabbath together a little bit. And what does it look like for both of us to Sabbath? Um, and so I initially had uh, broken down Sabbath into sort of three categories. And so that was rest, uh, extended time with God and something fun because mm-hmm. God likes fun. I think God is fun. First of all, he's hilarious. And second of all, (laughs) he encourages us to to experience joy and life. And so fun was something that I felt like, okay, that seems like it belongs in Sabbath. So I had broken it down into those three categories. Um, And then we continued learning about Sabbath. Um, Daniel reads so much. Um, yep. <laughs> I read I read a little bit and Daniel reads a lot. So it's helpful because we get to discuss what he's learning. Um, and we had started to um, look more into verses on Sabbath and one that helped us grow yet another layer deeper is Deuteronomy 5. So we're going to keep in the Old Testament for a while today. Yeah. Um, so Deuteronomy 5, 12 through 15, which says, observe the Sabbath day to keep it holy, to keep it set apart, as the Lord your God commanded you. So six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it, you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter or your male servant or your female servant or your ox or your donkey or any of your livestock or the sojourner who is within your gates of the traveler, um, that your male and your female servant may rest as well as you. You shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt and the Lord your God brought you out from there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God commanded you to keep the Sabbath day. And so I won't go into all of how he and I broke it down and we're learning from that verse, but I will say uh, the sort of message we got from that was there seems to be 
two parts to the reflection and understanding of Sabbath. Um, also another aspect that Daniel was learning from is a book called Old Testament Theology for Christians by John Walton. Um, if that sounds boring in like a textbook, it's because it is. Um, <laughs> but my husband reads that, so uh, I am blessed by his ability to read books that sound very dry. Um, <laughs> but so from his reading of that and understanding the Old Testament um, better from the way that the Israelites actually would have been reading it, because we as Christians today in the 21st century understand and read the Old Testament a little bit differently than they would have. Um, and so we basically got to the point where, okay, in Sabbath, there is both an internal aspect of reflection where we personally remember, I am not God. Mm -hmm. I am not supposed to be God. And therefore, I don't need to control everything. I can't control everything and I can rest in his provision. So that's that internal understanding of seeing who God is personally. Um, and, and communally as the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. But then there also seems to be this external perspective of Sabbath where the Israelites were an agrarian society, which means so they were farmers, they worked in agriculture. Um, and so if you, every seven days, if you're in harvest season, I don't know if any of you are from farming areas, <laughs> but during harvest, you do not take a day off. You have to work every single day. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you're going to lose crops. They're not going to grow properly or you're not going to gather them in time, they're going to die. Um, and so there's this communication, whether it's the sojourner who's walking through Israel's territory or their surrounding uh, countrymen who are seeing the way that Israel is just now suddenly taking a day off. And Israel is communicating to these people who don't know Yahweh that our God is good and generous and he provides for us and we don't have to provide for ourselves. Mm -hmm. So there's this internal reminder for ourselves that we totally need, not every week, but every day. Um, but then there's also this beautiful external communication. Um, and so Daniel and I started thinking a lot about that and what does that look like? Um, and we ended up swinging perhaps a little, um, I wouldn't say extreme, but we lost a bit of the joy of mm. Sabbath as we were trying to be just so intentional and really intense and um, just trying to be radically pursuing Sabbath. Uh, and so then, again, as Daniel was reading, um, if you've heard of Pete Scazzaro, um, he writes a whole series of about being emotionally healthy. Mm -hmm. um, here's a plug. Daniel's going to be talking about emotional health uh, in the next podcast, so yep. you'll want to listen to that. Um, but Daniel was reading Emotionally Healthy Leader by Pete Scazzaro, and it talked about Sabbath. And so we're always happy to learn from more voices. Mm -hmm. And Pete really emphasized the importance of having community even in Sabbath, which is something that the Jewish people always had. Yeah. Like the Sabbath dinner was a very common part of Sabbath, and you're gathering with people, with your family, with your friends. Um, and so Daniel was really struck by this emphasis on community and on fun. And so we sort of brought that back in. And so it's kind of funny because on my Sabbath journey, I sort of went full circle where I'm now back to my original three categories of rest, extended reflection with God, and fun things. Mm -hmm. But a beautiful addition that I didn't have in the beginning is now getting to also have people and my friends and family involved in my Sabbath and not just doing it like, oh, now I have to go isolate myself for 24 hours. Mm. And so that's been really sweet to yeah. experience. 
Yeah. And that takes away some of that legalism that I have oh, gosh, to do yeah. this. Um, uh-huh. Because ultimately, the point of Sabbath is not to be legalistic. Mm-hmm. It's to rest and enjoy God, um, which isn't a to-do list for those of you who are like me, um, which I definitely did early in my Sabbath journey. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. how So, since you and Daniel have kind of, like, evolved, like, what that means for you as a couple, um, how is that, like, maybe improve, maybe change some of your relationships, maybe your relationship with God, um, your ministry. Um, it's really, like you said, it's really important for leaders to practice Sabbath. Yeah. Um, so I didn't know if you want to speak on that a little bit. Yeah, definitely. I just forgot what your original <laughs> question was. It's okay. I could listen to you talk all day. <laughs> um, yeah. So first of all, like Kat has mentioned, I work in ministry and it's really easy to burn out. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you are someone who carries other people's burdens, um, emotional burdens specifically. And so it's really important with Sabbath. One of the main parts of Sabbath, like I mentioned, is that reflection that you are not God and that he's the one in control. And so you can rest in his generosity and provision. Mm -hmm. And so as someone in ministry, that's a really important part to intentionally reflect on. Um, so I, one of the big things I do for Sabbath practically is I get far away from my phone. Same, Um, (laughs) same, same. Yeah. I do not look at it. I, if we need something, then like Daniel will go on his phone because even though he avoids his phone, he doesn't have to be quite so harsh about it as I do because I don't know, he doesn't get as many text messages (laughs) as me. I get texts from all sorts of people all the time, um, whether it's work or friends or family or whatever. Uh, And so getting away from like the ability for my students to contact me Mm -hmm. is important. Um, I also typically do that in the evenings when I'm not working. Um, And so that has actually then allowed me to be more more emotionally available for them during the week yeah because from my place of rest and my place of surrendering their burdens to him instead of trying to carry their burdens i actually then like oh my shoulders are free again yeah. <laughs> so now i can go minister to you because i'm no longer carrying your burdens from three weeks ago i've given that to the lord so now i can still listen to you and care for you well um and then take them to the lord again because the reality is I can't do anything for these students except through what the Holy Spirit has is doing through me, right? Amen. And so, like, I get to be the practical vessel, but I can't do that if I'm being bogged down by trying to carry the world on my shoulders. So that's how it has helped ministry-wise. Um, but also, I think, like, even in my marriage, being able to um, invest in my relationship with God allows me to be uh, more servant-hearted and much more sacrificial in my love. Um, But it also, I think, allows us to know, like, there's just a lot more space and freedom when we have 24 hours that are not necessarily apart from each other, but there are usually parts of the day that are apart from each other where we're just reading books or talking to God or whatever, and then we can come together and there's a lot more joy in it. and we have a lot of our great conversations on Sabbath because yeah. we have the the space, right? And so that margin, um, yes, margin, oh, margin, margin is so important. <laughs> I am so bad at keeping margin. <laughs> Same, <laughs> but Sabbath is a form of margin, mm-hmm. and it's a great form of margin because it's, I think, because it's a spiritual practice, it also feels easier to maintain. I think than yeah. my normal margin that I try to keep in my schedule and fail at. <laughs> yep. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, for me, I think I originally when I would 
used to think about rest, I would think, I'm just going to watch Netflix for like five <laughs> hours. Yeah. I'm going to, I don't know, do things like that. That would just leave me feeling just less full, less mm-hmm. like energetic. And w- after Sabbath, it, I don't know about you, Liv, but like it just sets me in the presence of God for the rest of the week. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that gets to the question, what is rest? Yeah. And what is restful? Mm-hmm. And I think those are two questions that to some extent differ for people, but there are also some things like Netflix that <laughs> we know, like that's not true rest. That's enjoyable and it's maybe a little relaxing, but at the same time, relaxation is not quite the same thing as rest. Yep, totally. Um, So if God commanded the Jewish people Mm -hmm. to practice Sabbath, then why as Christians should we do it? Great question. Yeah. So one thing that I think, uh, and actually, if you are someone who doesn't have a great understanding of the Old Testament or you feel like... I just get so confused reading books like Leviticus or <laughs> the end yeah. of Exodus where it's all laws. And I don't know what to make of that. Um, three categories that are really helpful for breaking down uh, the laws of the Old Testament uh, are moral, ceremonial, and judicial. And so I'll briefly explain those. Um, so the moral law are the things that we just know are right and wrong, right? Like, so murder that is a moral law. Don't murder. Um, And scripture throughout in Old and New Testament talks about laws being written on our hearts. And so those are the moral laws that people who have never heard the word of God can know this thing is wrong. Now, granted, I will say like, we are corrupted humanity. And so sure, there are things that like, are moral laws that we don't all agree on. Yeah. But in general, moral laws are pretty cut and dry. Next, we have judicial laws. So something that I had not really thought about, about uh, the laws of the Old Testament, Israel was a traveling nation for 40 years, right? And so they didn't have a home base. Um, And even after the 40 years, they were then taken to exile and then brought back and then taken. (laughs) So they've got a messy history where they were rarely in one place for a long time. And so as this traveling nation, they needed a way to do justice to execute justice when they didn't have jail cells Mm -hmm. because they were traveling and so you have uh laws in the old testament where god's trying to help them execute justice in a form that works when you are constantly on the move and then finally you have the ceremonial laws ceremonial laws are how people made themselves set apart or um, holy so that they could come before god and so those are going to be things like what they were and were not allowed to eat um, the clothing, like people love to mention like, oh, they couldn't eat shellfish and they can't wear clothes of, uh, mixed fabric. Um, yep. And those are ceremonial <laughs> laws that were things that God just decided to say, not because they're morally wrong, right? Like if I wear a shirt that's cotton and polyester, I'm not sinning because I'm not Jewish and it's a ceremonial law mm-hmm. that, and so when Jesus in the new Testament, here we go, here's some new Testament for us. Yeah. Jesus in Matthew 5 says, I did not come to abolish the law. I actually came to fulfill it. Mm. And so what that means for us as Christians is that we still follow the moral laws, but we don't have to follow the judicial or ceremonial laws. And so Sabbath is actually a ceremonial law. So we technically don't have to follow it. If you don't Sabbath, you are not sinning against God. However, God created us with limits 
And we know from, you know, Kat and I both experience Sabbath and we see the benefits. We know it's, oh my gosh, so helpful for mm-hmm. us. So good. Um, and another thing that's kind of interesting is Jesus practiced Sabbath. Yeah. And so, yeah, he was a Jewish man. So that makes sense for him because it was a ceremonial law for him. But also if Jesus did things, generally they're probably good ideas, right? (laughs) Like if we want to be like Jesus, practicing Sabbath seems like a good thing. So. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about New Testament scriptures when Jesus says he is Lord of Sabbath or that Sabbath is made for man, not man made for Sabbath. Can you talk a little bit about those texts? Yeah, so that's Mark 2.27. Um, and honestly, I think those texts are a little confusing. <laughs> but those are happening when Jesus is with his disciples, they're traveling, um, and Jesus lets his disciples do something that's actually against Sabbath law. And what they do is they pick some uh, like kernels of wheat from someone's farm um, and they eat them. Mm-hmm. And so... <laughs> in a very legalistic sense, that would be considered harvesting that wheat. That, uh, yeah, like I said, very legalistic uh, description of that. But the Pharisees come after him and they're like, hey, you can't do that. You're breaking the law. What? And you're supposed to be a rabbi? And Jesus explains that when we make Sabbath legalistic, (laughs) we're trying to... um, Yeah. So the wording, he says, Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So Sabbath is a gift to humanity. It's to help us. It's to protect us. So even though it started out um, as a prescriptive law, it's because God cares for us, right? And so rather than us trying to fit under all of the laws and also another addendum, uh, rabbis would add laws and they as people have theological discussions, they would say, okay, so if this, then that, so then this must be wrong on the Sabbath. And so then they would sort of add laws, which is why uh, Jewish people have a really um, intense, uh, (laughs) intense rules for Sabbath that you can really easily Google um, if you're curious, like I was. (laughs) Um, But those are not found in the Torah. Mm-hmm. But there were, those were things that as rabbis talked about things, they were like, okay, so if that's sin on the Sabbath, then this probably is sin. So kind of like how, uh, you know, harvesting is work and therefore grabbing some wheat from someone's farm would be considered yeah. work. So, uh, yeah. Does that? Yeah, that makes sense. Gets where you want. So somebody's listening. They're saying, great. Sabbath is a gift. It helps me with the rest of my week to be aware of the presence of God, to be mm-hmm. rested for real, not Netflix rested, which yeah. I love Netflix, not slamming on Netflix, guys. Mm-hmm. Just finished Virgin River. It's great. Um, and <laughs> so, but maybe somebody's confused, like, what does that look like tangibly? So I thought maybe for the last couple minutes, we could talk a little bit about like what our Sabbaths look like, not as yeah. a standard, but as some ideas, because mm-hmm. it is so individual. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what do you and Daniel do on Sabbath, Liv? Yeah. So first I will say one of the things that I think can be really helpful is like, if you're listening right now, go ahead, pause the episode and get some like paper and a pen um, or whatever you like to write with. Um, and just draw like three little columns on your page and write rest, extended time with God and fun. Um, or if you really like alliteration, you can do rest, reflection and recreation because <laughs> um, you know, Christians love to alliterate everything. Um, but so, and 
just jot down some of your own ideas. What do you like to do to be rested? What do you like to do to like spend some extended time with God? Get creative with that too. Don't just do the same thing you do if you do like a regular quiet time. Do something new. Yeah. Uh, maybe Google some new ideas. Um, and then finally, like what's fun for you? Um, and so write down some of your own ideas, but also I'm happy to share yeah. some of what I do. Um, so first of all, for rest, I sleep in. I love to sleep in. And <laughs> Daniel and I, our, our church actually meets at 5 p.m. on Sundays. And so I don't have to get up. Um, we also do a 6 p.m. to 6 p.m., um, which I think you do too, yep. um, which so, is helpful. So we start Saturday evening and yep. then we go to Sunday evening. Um, and so since we have church at five, church gets to be our capstone for Sabbath, which is really fun and beautiful. Big fan of that. Um, but I know that's not the case for everyone. Yeah, can't be. But um, so sleeping in for rest. Um, we like to read and go hammocking when it's nice out. Um, I like to go on walks. Yeah. And then for extended time with God, like I said, be creative. So if you uh, are interested, there are some great authors like Adele Calhoun and Ruth Haley Barton who offer a lot of different spiritual practices that maybe you guys have never tried before. Um, but some that I like to do on Sabbath are, um, first of all, I just like to read Christian books. Yeah. Um, whether I'm like, I'm really big into stories about persecuted Christians. It really like <laughs> emboldens my faith. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe these people. Wow. And so that's cool. Uh, and then I also like to go on prayer walks. Um, I like to jam out to some worship music. Um, yeah. And then for fun, I love to go to coffee shops. Mm -hmm. I like the energy of having people around me, um, but also like not necessarily having to engage with them. Um, sometimes I'll write a blog post or I'll paint or um, play board games with friends. Uh, there was a week a couple weeks ago where um, we went and hammocked with some friends and Daniel and the guy were playing Frisbee. And then uh, we ended up deciding after church that evening, we were going to go back out and hammock again and picnic. Um, and so that was just a really like fun Sabbath with yeah. a lot of fun. So those are some things that we do. Yeah. Um, I'm very similar in some of the things and very not similar in other things, which is something right. really cool because right. What is restful for me may not be restful for you and vice versa. <laughs> Um, so for rest, I definitely sleep in too, um, as much as I can. I'm a morning person, and for you morning people out there, like sleeping in for me is like eight o'clock. So if you can <laughs> sleep in later than that, like power to you. Um, um, for extended time with God, I just really like to make time for a listening prayer. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like during the week, there can be so many things that stop you from just sitting in God's presence. There's yeah. almost an agenda. For, at least I struggle with that sometimes. An agenda. Um, so it's nice just to sit and be, and even if I don't hear anything from God, even though I'm just sitting with him, like that's enough yeah. and God glorifies that. So, mm -hmm. um, for fun, I love to take care of my plants. <laughs> um, I think God's creation and nature is just amazing. So like, whether that's repotting my plants or like going on a hike, um, I, hikes have been a spiritual discipline for me lately. Mm -hmm. Um, so that has been something really life-giving and I love to eat good food with good people. Yes. Um, like we talked about at the beginning, like the Jewish people definitely did have those big meals and feasts to mm -hmm. celebrate and rejoice in like God's provision. So uh, that is something I really enjoy. And I also love coffee shops. Um, but yeah, I just encourage you if you're listening, do what Liv said, do the exercises, make your three columns, um, find what's restful how you could spend some extended time with God and what's fun for you because 
I agree, Liv. I think God wants us to have fun. Yeah. And God is fun. So um, I just want to encourage you with that today. And if you're still unsure about Sabbath, uh, Liv and I would love to chat with you about it. Oh my um, gosh, yes. We're both very passionate about <laughs> it. So, um, But as we wrap up today, I'm going to ask Liv some of our rapid fire questions, which have changed a bit since last season. Okay. Um, so here we go. Are you ready? I'm so ready. I'm also going to try not to talk after every single one. Um, and I'll try to actually be rapid fire. <laughs> okay, cool. So first, we know this, but what is your Enneagram number? I'm a four. Um, Re- I'm a recovering four. A recovering four. We love that. Mm-hmm. Um, what book do you recommend the most to people? Oh, gosh. Okay. Like, what do I recommend most often? Yes. Mm. Oh, shoot. That's hard. Well, <laughs> lately, it's probably been Miracle Work by Jordan Singh, yeah. which is all about Holy Spirit ministry. Yeah, we love I that recommend. book. <laughs> It'll definitely push you, but in the best way. Uh-huh. Um, so what is one thing about you that surprises people that maybe like they wouldn't think when they first met you, but later learn and are a little bit surprised about? Mm-hmm. Um, that when I'm in a group of six people or more, I feel really anxious and like I can't fit in. Wow. People do not expect that because I'm very extroverted. Yeah, I could see that. Um, what is restful for you? This whole episode has been about rest. So are there any other things we didn't talk about that are just super restful for you? Maybe if it's not even on Sabbath, but another day of the week that you really enjoy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am really rested when, or I don't know, refreshed. I'm really refreshed when I get to talk theology with people. <laughs> it just reinvigorates and gives me life. Yep, that was us today. <laughs> yep, all day. Awesome. So lastly, where can people find you? you? We had you in another episode, but maybe for some new listeners, where can they find you, get connected, maybe get mm-hmm. connected to Greek University? Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. So on Instagram, um, my personal Instagram is is at OC Greiwe, G-R-E-I-W-E. It's German. Um, and then at Iowa Greek IV, if you wanna, if you're in college and you're in Greek life, would love to talk more with you. Um, or you can email me um, at olivia.grubs, that's my maiden name, um, <laughs> G-R-U-B-B-S at intervarsity.org. So those are good places to reach me. Perfect. Thanks for coming on, Olivia. I love Sabbath and I love you. So thanks. My pleasure.